You're listening to The Night Before, a movie podcast. Each episode, we find a unique place in the city and share a drink and our thoughts about the movie we watched the night before. This is Lee, and I am joined, as always, by my husband, Jesse. So we're back. We're back. Where were we before? (laughs) I'm just joking. Well, actually, we are back. We're at The Independent in Tampa, Florida. Which we've been to a couple times. I think we've only done one podcast here. I think two. The Black Bear episode? I think we did two. I think we did another one here as well. Yeah, I can't remember, but I know Black Bear is what we did with Aubrey Plaza. I don't know how it is. But it's one of our favorite places because the food's good. The beers are typically good. It's a local place near our house. I'm drinking, this, I'm drinking this tasty craft beverage. It's called a... Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, I think it's called, in the can. Original taste. Delicious and refreshing. I, I had a sour earlier. Yeah, that, we, had, we, we had some dinner here at, at the Independent. You have a sour from a can, too. I have um, a sour from the Prairie Artisanales. Mm-hmm. It's called Punch. Okay. It looks like punch like a dark punch it's like fruit punch so we're here we had to grab a dinner and a drink on a friday night because we're doing something a little different we didn't see a movie the night before no, we we've didn't. been watching a tv series we're halfway through we want to get some dinner talk about the halfway point and then get back home and watch the, ra- the last three episodes and then do a part two to this episode yeah it's kind of fun to see a series except this series we've been wanting to like keep watching and we had to pause it to do the halfway mark which has been difficult. So as the title of the episode is Midnight Mass, a Netflix show. Yeah. Directed by Mike Flanagan, yes. who did a movie you don't remember seeing, another Netflix movie, um, Gerald's Game. Yeah, I, I just looked at the thing, and I, I don't remember seeing that together. But We watched it, but it was a forgettable one-time watch Netflix movie. The concept of it reminded me of um, Megan Fox movie. The other dead husband movie. Yeah. Yeah. Tied to a bed. Which we did an episode on that one. Yeah. But we can't remember what that movie's called. The Megan, Megan Fox, Fox tied to a bed, yeah. dead husband in the ice movie. Um, so we did that. <laughs> but no, Midnight Mass is this Netflix series that's seemingly about like this religious... Community. Community with this island and a and a a stand in Catholic priest because the other priest is sick. And um, but some weird things start happening. First miracles start happening on the island and then um, more sinister things start happening. Right? Right, but I don't think we first... need to go in like in a big no, 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 plot no. summary. We don't need to go in a big plot summary. But I want to tell you my feelings. Yeah, that's what I thought we could do for this in a second. We're going to do part one, just episodes one through four of Midnight Mass. No major spoilers, though. Part four is when they I start. I know, like one, two, three, four, what happens. I know, we're not going to break it down, okay. but I'm saying by episode four, What's the, happening? it changes. Okay. Like they kind of laid some cards on the table. Right. And then I think we talk about what we like about it and what we don't like about it so far. Our feelings. Maybe, maybe I have a prediction we've talked a little bit about of what I, how I That's think it's going to end. About being a series, and then we we're going to go home and watch the next three episodes. And then. Oh, not all at once. 
Well, we're going to... Between now and the next episode of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the next episode, but not tonight. We'll see how far we get. I don't know. The night's young. It's only 9 p.m. Tomorrow, we could lay in bed all day and watch three episodes. So anyway, though this isn't quite the night before. You don't even want to talk about that. No, we don't watch this the night before podcast. Oh. It's not necessarily a movie we watched the night before. Right. But for October and Halloween, we wanted to kind of watch something a little more spooky. But instead of watching one movie, we said, Midnight Mass, I said my first thing, Midnight Mass is like a long movie. It is. Feels like a movie. You want to keep watching it. In fact, one of the reasons I wanted to watch it was someone on Twitter posted, can I call Midnight Mass my favorite horror movie of And you showed the trailer, and I was intrigued right away. However, I wasn't like, you showed, we watched like three different trailers of things, but this is the only series trailer we watched. Well, no, Squid Games was the other trailer. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. With, 11, with 111 million people watching so Squid Games, popular. we got a pause on that we'll one. We'll watch it. Though we'll it's in Korean, it. which we celebrate It's Korean cinema. Hunger Games. Korean Hunger Games, basically. No, more like Battle Royale, but yeah. I don't know what Battle Royale I know. is. That's all right. Um, so, let's just jump in. Okay. So I think the plot is simple for Midnight Mass. Well, it seems. I wasn't intrigued by the trailer either. It seemed like, oh, it's going to be like a slow, creepy, like haunting, like religious movie. No, I said I was intrigued. Oh, I'm saying I wasn't intrigued. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I wasn't thrilled about it because I thought it would be a little too but slow. But I wasn't more intrigued than the movies we watched, is what I was saying. Oh. But I'm happy. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Overall impressions, episodes one through four. I have some issues with it, but I like it. it. So let's start with this. What is something you like about Midnight Mass in the first four episodes? Okay. Something I I like as a non-horror movie fan. Can I pause and say that's what's also for those who haven't watched it because it's not major spoilers? For us, this episode's more teasers. Um, At least in the first three episodes I'm going to say this describing it as a horror series is for lack of a better term well you just stole my thought alright so what's your thing you like (laughs) I like the fact that I had this like heartwarming feeling about it I was kind of like mysterious in the beginning and then it leads to kind of this like oh my god these wonderful things are happening and these people are happy and these great things are happening and this town is kind of like coming together and that was kind of like uplifting. the the town has been like hit on hard times over the last They've been hit on hard times. They have people with struggles. The main character has some struggles with an accident he was in and Well the main character is PTSD basically. He is home back home. Mm -hmm. After serving time in jail for, like, vehicular homicide. Drunk driving. DUI, kills yeah. vehicular homicide. So he's on the path so of redemption. That. We have, like, a crippled girl who's been shot by someone in the community. That's an issue. A hunting accident, which is also alcohol and drinking related. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we have another character who I really like. It's a woman who kind of, like, left, came back. The school teacher. She's pregnant, out of wedlock. She had her wonder lust, searching for herself. 
left the island has come back. And we have the intriguing doctor who's a lesbian. They tell you that early on. Semi-early on, taking care of her, like, bedridden mother. Yep. So I like that these good things start happening with the entrance of this mysterious new priest and the exit of the old priest. And um, I was a loud truck. Um, we're not sure why. You know, the community is not 100% sure why the other priest isn't there, except for the fact that he is having some health issues and he's on the mainland. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so this new priest kind of takes over, and these kind of miraculous things start happening in the community, and it's uplifting. It feels good. And By I, sort of the hand I of like the priest. That. I personally love the uplifting feel of that. No, shoot, miracles start and happening. And I knew it was semi-horror movie, so I knew it was going to come to an end, but I didn't want that to come to an end. Well, these miracles are happening, and that's what I think one of the things I like about it is the guy who plays the priest, Father Peter, I think his name, or Father John... Father Paul, played by Hamish Linkletter. He's like perfect because, oh, we just had a dog escape. <laughs> We're at the Greta independent Bar outside. Restaurant. People someone's, bring their dogs. Someone's dog just like ran for there's, another dog. There's dog chaos right You'll now. hear the barking maybe. But anyway, <laughs> um, the father, what did I say his name was? Father Paul by Hamish Linkletter, the uh, actor. Though these miracles are happening, one of the things I love about it is you like the priest, the, the, the young new priest. He's charismatic. He tells, like, inspiring sermons. He's passionate. But he's also a little, um, like, confused a bit. You can tell he's, like, struggling with something. You can't tell if he's hiding something, if he's sinister. That even though these miracles are happening, we get the sense that he's a bit of an imposter. Yes. But at the same time, all these good things start happening. And you're like, well, if he was an imposter, why would all these good things happen? But his like facial expressions, his nervous sort of talking patterns, he's like, it's played to a T. He's much better than the main actor, um, Zach Guilford, who plays... Riley, the, the guy who's come back home yeah. after the drunk driving homicide. He's just this sort of like sad, aloof, aloof emo guy. guy. <laughs> his emo. No, it's his action, his behavior is like, he's all like down on himself. He's not terrible. No. But he's, he's, the, he's the quote like star. Yeah. That's the priest who's really, really good. He's really good. But I like that they couple with the miracles with, you know, something ain't right. But the more you get to know the priest, you like the him. more you trust him more and more. And even by the end of our episode four. As the audience, as well as the people in the congregation or the community. Well, the church starts growing because of the miracles. So that's really a parallel. He seems to be helping and genuinely, he genuinely cares about everyone on the island. Mm-hmm. So you're like, and that's what the trailer and even like the image like presents that he's like this evil guy and he's not, he's not the evil priest. No. But that would be the easy route to go. 
that's what I was expecting, which that's is funny. why I was pleasantly surprised about like the uplifting nature of the first couple episodes. And even by like episode three or four, he does his confession, and you know the true story about you him. Start figuring out the truth. And you story. realize he is genuine. He's still genuinely there for the right reasons. Yeah. So that's something but, that's good about it. But well, something else that's good. What did you like most about it? Well, I think I like him. The other thing I like is in episode one, I like all the cat's eyeballs, the reflections in the eyes. Well, that's it's sort of like, I feel this show, even though it's nothing like the show Lost, the first few episodes make you feel like Lost a little bit, because there's slightly weird things that they don't overly explain. On the island. On the island, Right. And yeah, so, it's weird, too. And like, so you think with these miracles, like, oh, that's kind of like Lost, right? Remember Locke and Lost could walk yeah. after being in a wheelchair? And we have a character in here who's in a wheelchair who later starts walking, right? But we were talking about the island in general. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying in Lost, you had these miracles yeah, 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 yeah. unexplained that happened. And then you also have these weird cat eyes, like the weird things in the darkness, just like in the show Lost. Yeah. Um... Though this show talks about them a bit more. They talk about why there's all these cats in this part of the island. Hundreds of them. But it's just funny. There's like one scene in the first episode where these kids are talking, these high school kids. And in the background, the whole time you just hear like cats scuffling and fighting and their eyeballs and the like reflection of the eyes. And then there's little spook scares here and there. There's like a shadowy figure in the distance too. And then later on in that same episode, all the cats end up dead. Um, right. So it's these neat little island mysteries. Um, now that starts to go away after the first few episodes, but I do like that at the beginning. Yeah, I think the cat eyes were slightly distracting. Well, no, it, when it was distracting. Supernatural. But, but it know. made it know that this is a supernatural movie. I don't know if I would say supernatural. I would say it was like distracting. And even, like, not the best use of CGI, either. Like, distracting in the fact that it looked, obviously, fake. So fake. Yeah, yeah. But it made you say, like, oh, wait, this isn't just, like, a feel-good <laughs> coming-of-age movie. It's a kind of a supernatural. Well, you know, there's something Something creepy's going to happen movie. But speaking of fake... I think there was one other sort of made even much more distracting than that from the beginning of the ep first episode. And that is what I like affectionately refer to as the Mandy Moore effect from hate, This Is Us. I do hate that term because I love This Is Us. You only hate it because you defend This Is Us. I am going to give a shout out to This Is Us. It's one of my favorite shows ever. But because I think it's acceptable on This Is Us because we're jumping in between present and past and you know it's her being older or younger. But in this movie, you don't know the concept of it yet. But in the first, second, third even episode, you it's have the all these episode. people with old makeup on. And well, I mean, it's not super and it's old. Obvious. It's aged. They look aged. Well, it's obvious. Yeah, they don't look like old people. And that's the same problem. You can defend this as us if you want. It still looks weird whenever they have younger actors try to look like they're 30 or plus 40 years older. It looks 
weird, but in this, it does. You get it. No, but it's still distracting, even though you get it. Same thing in this show. You get it pretty quick why it's happening, but it's still distracting. True. Like, speaking of... It's very distracting, this show. Like, you look the way people, like, their bodies are, the way their eyes look. It's just a hard thing to achieve. It is. And in this show, because, yes, they... they, they introduce characters that way. You're you're spending the first episode kind of guessing what, or what's the hypothesizing point like why are these people in like Old made to look slightly that. older, not super older, but just like slightly older. The not doctor's old, the doctor's mother might be the only exception. She looks super old. The mother of the main character looks older than yeah, she Yeah, she looks should. older. She doesn't look super old. I'm not but saying... But you know she has old makeup on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They look... And again, it's not like the highest budget show, so you also can say, well, it's because that's just what you're working with. But because of it, I think it tips the hand of the show a little too early. Like, yes, you spend the first episode already figuring out what they're going to reveal to you two episodes later. Absolutely. And Definitely. though there's still surprises, I feel, in the show, that surprise of that the actors or some of the characters on the island are actually becoming younger. It's, it's just, not a surprise. It's not a surprise. And it puts you on the detective tra- trail as a viewer, I would think, maybe sooner than you need to be. It would have been nice to just simply watch the first episode and just get to know this the place. Characters. And the characters. Yeah, yeah. Without wondering why they didn't yeah. just pick But again, I know it's tough to do unless you have a super high budget to make it not noticeable. True. But we learn it's because they're taking communion and they're starting, the communion is making them younger. Right. They don't realize it. Well, it's also, that's the subtle, like, that's the thing. And that's why it's a little bit of a bummer as a watching it, because the people in the town aren't really noticing it. Right. It's the same thing when, like, a person's losing weight. If you see them every day... You don't really notice. You don't really notice them losing weight. So they're seeing each other every day, so they're not noticing people getting younger. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's that. But So it is distracting. You do learn people are going aging backwards and I think it tips the hand much too soon because I had it figured out before they told us I feel way before they told us that the young new priest is actually the old the old sickly priest who's missing because he's been aged backwards to young that was able to figure out way sooner than you should have been able to because of bad makeup yeah because of bad makeup and that's just the thing. I like that it's not a deal breaker for the show. It's just one of those things where you're like, for a show that's so, I think, well presented and put together. It's odd that that's not. not I mean, it's just unfortunate. Yeah. I think it's a reality that you're stuck with. I don't think there's any way to truly make it not that noticeable. You know. Unless you just use different actors. But you can't, I, I don't think you can use something that drastic because you're having, say, um, 
a 40-year-old playing a 60-year-old. Yeah. You can't replace, because then you also need that subtle change. True. You can't, we're not talking they're aging 50 years backwards. They're aging. And it's a budget thing, too. But they're aging, to they're aging 10 or 15 years backwards. Yeah. That's true. So you can't put in another actor for that. It doesn't That's make true. sense. That's true. But there were, besides that, we talked about the island. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Besides that, I really liked a lot of things, except I really liked the main actor. You didn't like him as much as the priest. No, we talked about Riley. Riley. And I really liked But he's the, another thing, uh, speaking of age, again, I feel like it's a show I really, really like. It's just one of those things where oh, there's a yeah. few things that are kind of... Out of place. It's just the little things that take you out of it. The fact that the main actor, Riley, is also figuring out, even though he doesn't have any old makeup on, because he's not taking communion. It's he looks he, like he's about 30. Late, mid to late 30s. Yeah, mid to He has gray hair. He looks older. You know, and he has a younger brother who's like 15. Yeah. So, at minimum, he looks like 20 and years older than And he goes back brother. and sleeps in his room that's still his room. Well, yeah, from high school, yeah. I know, well, I mean, but that's, what parent keeps their kid's room from... No, I know. I mean, I mean that, he was in jail. So yeah, that doesn't... I get that. I mean, the show is presented a little bit see, of See, that bothers me in the fact that, like, that's not realistic. That you still have your 29-year-old's room Yeah, well, I think that didn't bother me. Yeah, because it's presenting a town and an island that nothing has grown or changed or moved on since he's left. Like, the town has actually gone down in things, right? Um, more people have left. I, I, I didn't have a problem with that. It seems like that just shows life has stopped right. since he left. But it is just odd in the fact that he looks... 35. Old. Older than he should be. Um, I mean, he's close in age to the actors that are playing his parents. Yes, definitely. In real life. And, like, yeah, you know, but then it's like you're trying to date, like, when is all this is happening? And in his bedroom, his, his high school bedroom, he has, like, the movie Scream poster on his wall, the movie Seven. I guess he, he could have been, been at home in college, I guess, and, like, going to the mainland while he's in co- college. But still, it's just still an odd choice. Yeah. Like, his age. And I get it, you got to find the best actor for the role, maybe, but... That's just a yet another little, minor little... These are all the things you notice in, like, the first episode or two. But I guess, you know, it feeds into, like, what is this show? What is this mystery? And some of it are just the limitations of the production. And the love interest between him and... Aaron? Yeah, yeah, by Kate yeah. Siegel. It's so, like, aggravating and slow. Well, it's nice, I guess, that they don't instantly just, like, connect and are in love. I know, but at the same time, it feels a little, like, slow to yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, but he's, like, not in a place. You know, he's consumed with his own things. He's still carrying around the guilt. True. Of of his actions. Um, she's carrying a child, at least up until like episode well, that's four. That's true. And she's grieving. 
so yeah. that's understandable. But, so. but you know that's going to develop, except on, what is when we success? get to episode four. Well, what I was going to say around episode four <laughs> is we do learn, which I like, speaking of like the aging backwards and people are aging backwards because they're taking communion. What I like is that we learn that the reason the priest has aged backwards and is all young again is because when he was gone on a, a sabbatical trip to um, the Holy Land, he got lost in the desert. He ended up in a cave in the middle of nowhere and stumbles upon what he in, can, perceives as an angel. Right. And he brings this, this, this intense experience happens. He emerges out of the cave as... Well, he gets attacked by the angel. Yeah. Which is reality. He sucks we, his blood. We know as viewers that it's a vampire yeah. demon thing. Sucks his blood and then and makes him young again. He emerges out of the cave as the priest that's now running the island church. Yeah. His young version of himself. We get a flashback, a confession by the priest, which I like. It's one of those classic, like, oh, we're going to do a flashback episode where the priest is giving a confession and he reveals to us that he is the younger, the older priest and that he has brought back this angel to the island. So he brings back the angel. To save everybody. That's in quotes. Yeah. Angel. Well, we're saying from his perspective. Yeah. yeah. From his perspective what he believes. to the island. And he's really not guilty of any evil because he thinks he's brought an angel back to that's, the island. That's one of the things I like about the twist at episode four is it says it, it confirms your thoughts that the priest is good. If you're back and forth, is he evil? Is he good? Is he hiding something? Is he sinister? It kind of lets you know that, yes, he's hiding something. He feels bad that he's hiding his true identity to everybody, that it's a sin. But he feels like he's bringing salvation to the island. And he's been feeding, he's been feeding everybody the blood of this vampire during communion because that's kind of what the vampire angel told him to do. Right. So I thought that's awesome. Like, he's thinking he's bringing salvation, but he's actually bringing damnation. Yeah. So it's good. I think it's really good. I love it. I'm in 100%. And so now we're at a point, right, where in like the movie, the show, like it's good that thematically it deals with a lot of guilt. You know, we have the main a character. A lot of stuff. The main character struggling with his, his past life and addiction and the guilt of um, killing this person, the person who put a, a woman, a girl in a wheelchair, he's struggling with his um, addiction and his alcoholism and his forgiveness. So this idea of somebody, of a vampire who lives, has eternal life, this idea of this being right, that lives forever, for hundreds of years, um, is intriguing, right? Because you're kind of stuck with that. All you want to do is be free of that guilt. And um, also just the parallel between, like, getting communion and, like, the gift of everlasting life, as they say in the Eucharist, the Catholic Eucharist. 
he's giving them the blood of a vampire, which is in essence giving people death. No, eternal life. Well, yeah, he's giving them an eternal life, but he's spreading evil. Yeah, but he's not giving them death. He's letting them live on yeah. longer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like he's, it's the I said it's the parallel between yes. everlasting life, the point of the Eucharist, and the same thing is happening, but it's with vampire blood. True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I know. But he's also bringing evil and death to the island. Yes, he is. He's brought... giving everlasting life, but he's bringing evil and death to the island. No, I know, no, not yeah. I'm not saying, but I'm saying the parallel. Yeah, of no, what I, I get. That yeah, is. I get that. Yeah. Of the symbol, the symbolic nature of communion. I feel like this movie is so serious. Of course it is. So serious, yeah. yeah. It's very serious. I mean, it's about. Yeah, I mean, it's not a comedy. No, no, no. I know. It's just like so technical and serious. Well, I mean, that's why I think it's good. That's why we're talking about it because yeah. it's not just, as I said, for lack of a better term, it's a horror show. But yeah, it's really the, not. And the good thing about it is they have these long. Um, Where people talk for a really long time. Like monologues? Monologues. Mm -hmm. But then, all of a sudden, it changes, like, pace. Like, you discover something completely new about it. Like, you'll just kind of be sitting in this dialogue, this monologue, for a long time. And then, all of a sudden, it switches to something completely that you didn't expect to happen. Well, it has the action. It's trying hard to give depth to the characters and their struggles so you really understand but the problem is you're like yeah I got it 10 minutes ago when you were talking about it still yeah, like you can true. wrap it up there's a lot of repetition in their thoughts but in other words it's good and, and gets it there um, and where we ended I like it is our main character Riley gets attacked by the vampire, by the vampire when it's refilling the chalice of communion blood was... wine Shocked by that. I was shocked. No, I mean, I was shocked at episode four that our main character got turned in, like, attacked by the vampire. Yeah, we don't know what's happened to him, but I was pleased that it happened. Like, for the sake of the show. Like, okay, I didn't see that happening, but I'm glad it did. Because we went from, like, the town drunk to getting attacked. Like, the okay, town drunk no died. one really cares about him. Whatever. He's the first human to be sacrificed, to suck his blood or whatever. Yeah. But the show... But then it went straight to the main character. After but to that. me, yeah, to me that revealed the rules of the show. Meaning, like, the town drunk, yeah, no one cared about him. But he got killed a scene or two after he received forgiveness from <laughs> the... Um, the girl that he put in a wheelchair. Right. She forgave him. And upon being forgiven, he was killed. Killed. So he was kind of relieved of his pain and suffering through forgiveness, right? He can now move on. No longer live in torment. Then in the same episode, our main character, who is living in torment, cannot forgive himself for the murder of the young girl because of his drunk driving. 
he then gets attacked by a vampire, which we can assume he's not going he's not dying. We assume he's going to become a vampire too, which then to me thematically works with the rules of the show because he is now will be stuck in torment and agony and guilt for eternity. Like he cannot die until he forgives himself or has salvation or whatever. So it's fitting that now he's a vampire stuck in this his own sort of thing for eternity. Like symbolically, I'm like, okay, that works. That's why I was pleased it happened to him. Right. I'm like, oh, cool. I see what it's like setting up the rules of the show. I get it. I get it. And that I, just, leads, I was surprised no, at no, that. But, but I, you also don't I wasn't expect, putting that all together. No, I didn't put that time. all together until after like watching it. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then you think about it. Like, oh, he can't die. But he can live forever and be True. in pain True. mentally. True. So that puts us where, where do you think it's going in these next three episodes? I think Like, how's it all in? Uh, I, that's what I'm thinking of. I, I, I'm just, this is an audio podcast. I have to keep talking, so it's not just silence. We're good, yeah. Yes, we are good. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're recording a podcast. Oh, my God. No, 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 it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I thought you were doing, uh, like, karaoke. No, no, no. Not yet. We're, we're recording a podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're chatting, we're cool. <laughs> That's what we've always wanted to happen, by the we've way. We've always wanted that to There's happen. someone to come talk to us and say, What are you doing? Somebody did. Like 20 something episodes. He thought down. we were singing karaoke. Without music. Without music. No, you said, he, he said, the credit. he said, you have headphones in. Oh. Um, so, anyway, anyway. Well, I mean, how do you think it ends? I don't know how it ends, but I think that I think that um, the old woman gets ever like she becomes young again. The doctor's mother becomes young again. I think that the doctor is the save the day person. Okay. The lesbian doctor lady. I think that. I know you think differently, but I think that the girlfriend also becomes Aaron. a vampire. Okay. So, Aaron's vampire. Does the priest live or die? The priest has to die. Yep. For sure. The priest okay. definitely has to die. So, the doctor lady... Because he's so in pain every time something happens. Well, he's becoming a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't go in the sunlight anymore. Right. No, I'm just saying, yeah. I think he dies. Somebody kills him. All right. But then there's other vampires on the island. Okay. And And the doctor lady kills the main vampire. Yes. That's my prediction. (laughs) And the teacher, Aaron, becomes a vampire, too. Yeah. All right. What I think will happen is, yes, the priest... Wait, wait. I forgot a part. All right. Wheelchair girl? She's part of the all right, well, that makes sense, right? Yeah. I, I agree with that. She probably has some sort of role of salvation, like saving people. I do think the priest has to die 
because he's already like he's already run his life. He's like cheated death. You know, whatever. Um, I think because it's this type of show, the Riley character, our main character, who's now becoming a vampire too, um, he saves the day. Like he's our hero. He does die at the end as well because by saving everyone, by killing this vampire demon thing, that'll be his. And he probably saves Aaron, the teacher, his love, potential love interest, um, or his family or something. That's, or his brother. That's going to be his sort of salvation. I think the church goes, I think it ends with the church going down in flames. He perishes with it. The vampire thing gets killed too. Um, you know, and, and it ends. What well, I had two ending thoughts. One, it either ends with it like everything burns down, Riley saves the day, but perishes, self-sacrifices himself at the same. I think the sheriff, who we haven't talked about much, oh, we he probably plays a him. role only because he's this like um, he's Muslim outsider. Muslim outsider. And he but, doesn't go to church. He doesn't. Yeah. Praise. And we'll probably end up talking about him more in the second episode because yeah, maybe he's he he's the guy we're forgetting about. But, um, or his son. But I thought, the church burns down, the vampire dies, Riley dies, the priest dies, but everybody, who, who lives? I think there's going to be a lot of people who die between now and episode three. Definitely. Because um, I think the vampire almost like starts to, because he's in kind of like human form, and minus so the wings. So many people trust him. I think he sort of like starts taking things over somehow, I don't know. The vampire's in, not, yeah. not the priest. The vampire. Um, it all burns down. So then I think it either one ending idea is like the last scene. They're like building another church, like building the new church, like rebuilding after it all over. Or I think more fitting is it's the young teacher lady, Aaron, after it's all done, taking the ferry boat away from the island. It's just like her on the boat looking into the water. Like Leaving. she's done her journey. She went back to the island. And now she's free from the baggage of her previous life that she tried to leave before. And now is she there moves any on. way that Riley becomes unvampired? No, I think he's he's torn. He's the tormented soul. He's like the tragic, the tragically flawed hero. Like he's forever flawed. Like he's doomed from the beginning. I don't think he becomes. I don't think a good life for him exists. We'll have to see. Yeah. To wait and see. That's my thought. I'm excited about it. We didn't talk about the sheriff. I think I at think this he's point. he's going to play a major role. Somewhere. I mean, he has to in the fact that he is this. He's the outsider. This is a movie, obviously, that, talk, that focuses a lot on Christianity and Catholicism. And he is the outsider. On not the island. For, for many reasons. You know, ethnically, culturally, religiously. So he offers, he's not maybe blinded by some of the, the miracles yeah. and the thing. Um, so he, I think he does play an important role. I just can't quite sure where, where it is. In. Maybe he's the guy who saves the day. Or even where the little brother fits in. That's kind of, he's kind of ventured off in the last yeah, couple I think, episodes. Yeah, he had more, which I'm glad initially I was worried that, oh, is this going to be like a teenager show? Meaning like. They focus all their time on these teenage kids in high school. 
like a stranger thing. And I'm like, I don't want that. And it wasn't that so far. It's definitely not that. So. For sure. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the sheriff. Yeah, I don't know. Let's have to see where he falls. I have to see. We're going to watch Because he's the... also the one not, he's not taking the communion. He, he has his own pain about the wife he lost. He's teaching his son. So he's looking for this redemption and new beginning as well. Mm-hmm. That's why he's at the island. Yeah. His wife has died. His son is looking for his identity, exploring the religion that all his friends are doing. But he's not part of it, which he has to have some reaction in order to save his son, you know? Yeah. Like, something has to be there. All right. Well, I think there's only one thing left to do, and that's to watch the last three episodes and come into a part two. do that tonight. I'm ready. Well, not all three tonight. I'm, I think we can do it. Night's young. It's only like 9.45 now. I know. I'm tired. <laughs> but I think we definitely get one in tonight. Well, we're going to get them done soon because we're going to release both these close to each other. So we're going to finish episodes five, six, and seven. And then probably in the next day or two, they'll be when this goes live, there'll be part two posted. We'll do it. As well, because we, we just didn't want to do one whole episode about all of them, just split it between the two. Yeah, I agree. And then we'll go back to good old movies. Good old movies. Yeah. We have a couple backlog that we want to we watch. We have a couple saved episodes that we haven't put out there yet. I'm excited to watch. We have a movie scheduled to see this weekend Tomorrow as well night. that we'll podcast about. That's going to be fun. And um, I'm excited about it. Yeah, new release in the theater. Yeah, we're excited. Greenlight Cinema again, guys. It's going to be great. Uh, my Coca-Cola is empty. Your glass. I don't think we can cheers yet because we're not at the end of the episodes. Oh. It's the end of the show. We won't cheers yet. All right, but we'll pause this. We'll let the music play us out and then um, watch everybody else watch Midnight Mass on Netflix and we'll be back for um, more movie watching. Yeah. All right. See you Bye. next time. Bye. Bye.